0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate everyone for listening to this episode. Go ahead and start getting some of the house rules and notes in order, if you haven't already. I appreciate you listening to the podcast, but please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave us a review to wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's the best way for other people that are looking for podcasts to find us, uh, and it's a good way to help the podcast out, to help us grow. Also, if you haven't already, check out our social media. Uh, we have a Facebook and Instagram account. On Facebook, we are under Two A Lifestyle. That's the number two A Lifestyle. And on Instagram, we are two spelled out Two A Lifestyle. Because some fucking I don't know, stupid. I don't know what you fucking call it. it looks like a bunch of pictures that you see in the uh, picture frames that you purchase at the store. Uh, you know, fucking account has already got the the number two A Lifestyle. So we had to spell it out uh, so yeah if you haven't already Go check out our social media We have some good shit on there That's where you can see What we are up to In between podcasts We are on every other week uh, So social media is the best way To keep up with us Also check out our website uh, It lifestyle.com. podbean.2alifestyle.com We're going to be doing some blog posts And put up reviews And good shit like that Also uh, we are uh, trying to get into the Sponsorship and all that good shit. Uh, so, if you have any sponsors that you'd like to have, uh, you know, have us fucking you know, sponsor the podcast. Reach out to them. Reach out to us so that way we can try and reach out to them. Uh, also, if you want to have uh, certain products reviewed, you could also reach out to us on social media, or you can reach out to us on uh, our email address. We have it's two a the number two a lifestyle at mail.com. Uh, and before we get started, uh, you know, this podcast on this episode, at least I will say this episode. Uh, you know, normally when I get ready for this podcast, like the whole two weeks before the, the next episode, we I'm looking up shit, uh, printing stuff out, stuff that's coming out, all that good shit. And I have lost all the shit that I printed out. I have no fucking idea what er, it is or what happened to it. Uh, But in the famous words of Bill O'Reilly, We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! So yeah, that's what is going on today. Uh, And all that good shit. So I appreciate it. Uh, Again... For listening to this episode, uh, for helping us grow. Also, we do have a Patreon account before I uh, start getting into the main segment. We do have a Patreon account, so if you haven't already, uh, check us out on Patreon. It's the best way to help support the show besides leaving us a review and subscribing to us. Uh, basically, all I'm looking for is to cover the bandwidth of this podcast, which we already have reached. So basically, anything else now is going to help the podcast grow and it's going to help you listeners grow. Uh, you know, get free shit and all that good stuff. I've sent out some free shit this past week. Uh, And so anything that we make from now on, uh, it's going to, hopefully, I'm going to get a green screen video. We're going to do an actual video podcast as well as the audio podcast. Uh, And then anything after that, it's going to help us buy shit that we can review. And then anything that we purchase with that money, uh, I'm going to be doing in giveaways. On our Facebook, we're actually almost close to 11,000 likes and followers uh, you know I said once we I was telling myself once we get 10,000 we'll have another we'll have a big giveaway uh, I haven't done that yet because uh, I'm trying to make you know get all as much shit as I can uh, so that way when we do the actual giveaway it's going to be a nice uh, big nice big pop of shit that you can you know swag but not just swag that's normally what we give out but also gear and all that good shit uh, so I'm trying to to get it nice and sweetened up uh, with a bunch of shit so so anything that you give, uh, past you know, buying the equipment for the video podcast. I'm going to buy for uh, products for reviews, and then all that products uh, given straight back to you guys, the listeners, and the people that follow me on social media. Uh, so if you want to help uh, the podcast grow and, and help us you know, step it up to that next level, uh, and also it's going to help you because uh, also on Patreon, I give a sticker out to anybody that gives us any sort of amount of money, uh, and then of course anybody that gives you know a substantial uh, more, we'll probably do some sort of, of tier system. Uh, just waiting to see what we can get going on that. But we'll probably do some t- sort of tier system. Uh, but you know, of course, the more you give, the more shit I'm gonna send you. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast. Here we go now, you hear me, Here we go now, you hear me, flow. I thought you knew two so sounds to stamina, jamming a while we're playin' the jam, we bust, with a party, amateur damages, manager, damaging Mike Smith, and even manicus, you're a fan again. Now I wanna know the man. Before we get started into the main part of the podcast, I will just say <clears throat> excuse me holy fuck i don't know where that frog came from but uh before we get into the main segment i will just say that you know i was fucking talking about some karens in the last episode and i just want to mention my own little fucking karen story uh i tell you fucking you know your boy was doing some fucking yard work and all that good shit today and you know fucking it's been raining here you know we had some some drought for probably like you know, two months of absolutely no rain, uh, but it's been raining a lot here now lately. And so I was going doing some yard work, some branches, you know, burning some branches in a fucking fire pit I have in my backyard. And I have a, a six-foot privacy fence that way my neighbors can't see my shit or know what the fuck I'm doing or bother me. Uh, and I was just burning some of those branches and shit in the fire pit. And I go into the front yard to get some more shit that I've cut down, and the fucking fire department showed up in a big fucking fire truck. And, you know, fucking some captain walks around like he's got a stick up his ass, he's like, what you burning? And I'm saying, you know, it's fucking branches. And uh, he said, well, this is a statewide ban on fire ban. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, didn't realize, you know, it's been raining a lot, I figured it's been lifted. And he's like, well, and not only that, you know, you got to have uh, a permit, you know, where if you want to burn anything, you got to have us come out and we'll give you a permit. And I was like, Did somebody call you? And they're like, yeah. And then, you know, the fucking driver was cool, told me, yeah. So I just fucking left them, because of fucking firefighters, uh, and just went and put it out. But I tell you what, to and I'm pretty damn sure I know which neighbor did it. To that fucking Karen that called the motherfucking fire department on me. Uh, this is what I gotta say to you, uh, these fucking few choice words, you bitch. Mind your damn motherfucking business, bitch. Little stupid bitch. Little dumb teaching, bitch. Two plus two, not knowing what the fuck it is, bitch cross crying down your back, fat, foot-ass bitch. Long-titty, no-nipple-having-ass bitch. So, that's what I got to say to that bitch. But, uh, you know, before we get started, also in the podcast, I want to give kind of a shout-out to the listeners, you guys. Uh, fucking, you know, I'm seeing it. Uh, Australia, Germany, United Kingdom. Uh, we had some listeners from those countries uh, since the last podcast. Uh, been downloading. And, of course... Uh, Shouting out to the United States. North Carolina has been the biggest listener uh, since the last episode. Texas number two. New York, Cali, Illinois, uh, three, four, five. You guys, sorry you live in a non-free state. Uh, You know, fucking fight the good fight. Uh, Some of this shit that we're going to be talking about today. Bad news for you guys, but also possibly some good news. So let's go ahead and start getting into the news of the main episode. Just some kind of news going around in, in the firearms community, firearms industry, all that kind of stuff. First one we're going to talk about comes from actually the New York Times. I know, the fucking source. Uh, but it was probably the best article that I saw. Uh, in The headline of it is, Dick Sporting Goods Destroys $5 Million Worth of Guns. Uh, and this was posted on October 8, 2019. Uh, And of course, you know, everybody fucking knows that Dick Sporting Goods, after the Parkland, uh, took a fucking stance, said that they're no longer going to sell modern sporting rifles uh, and all that good shit. You know, the shit that's mainly selling now is what makes a fucking, uh, you know, gun company business. And, you know... Dick Sporting Goods has come out that they have lost $150 million worth of sales uh, since they have stated that they are not going to be selling modern sporting rifles. And, you know, Dick Sporting Goods is closing down stores because of this, all that kind of shit. Uh, so they actually had to just, you know, instead of just fucking, you know, selling those to other, you know, retailers or, you know, trying to sell them back to the uh, fucking. Manufacturers that they bought it from, they just tried to decided to destroy five million dollars worth of inventory. That is just fucking bananas. Uh, I can't fucking believe it. And because of that, you know, Dick Sporting Goods they own Field and Stream, uh, and Field and Stream now is being bought by another company, uh, and it's just fucking madness. Uh, but you know, just when I when I th- saw that, it just Almost fucking shed a tear down my eye, like that fucking Indian from the littering commercial uh, back in the 80s. You know, I was fucking, you know, I was deeply heartbroken whenever I saw all those bump stocks from that one manufacturer in Texas having to be destroyed, all their bump stocks because of the ATS bullshit ruling. Uh, and, you know, when I heard this, just fucking made me want to cry. And uh, it's, you know, interesting. I wonder, honestly, I do wonder. If any of those fucking employees that did that shit didn't maybe, you know, fucking make out with some of those those modern sporting rifles, uh, you know, maybe they rescued some of those fucking things. Uh, next uh, next story actually comes from Fox News. Again, I know, sorry, it is obviously a slanted, biased, uh, you know, whatever to say you fuck it will, Fox News is biased uh, in most of their reporting. It uh, comes from two days ago, and this is from you, uh, it's about you guys in California that are listening. California adopts nation's broadest gun seizure laws. And obviously, uh, you know, the governor there, uh, Gavin Newsom, he signed 15 gun control bills into law Friday, this past Friday. Uh, and it is obviously, it is probably in a single day, the largest attack on our Second Amendment uh In the history uh, of, you know, our modern era of, you know, since I've been alive, uh, well, I say that probably, you know, the the gun control bill of 94 uh, was probably a bigger attack and more broader on an entire population. But uh, obviously, for those in California, and California has a thriving Second Amendment community, y'all. Uh, this I don't know if this is something if you don't live in California or if you just kind of stuck in your little bubble to where you are. California has a thriving Second Amendment community. I mean, obviously, they're gonna have to because they're you know like one of the most populous states in the in the nation. Uh, you know, with that comes a lot of varying. You know degrees of uh, people's interest in stuff. So if you have a lot more people out there, and as many people as love guns throughout the country, uh, you're gonna have that pretty much that same demographic in California, but just you know magnetize it because, or fucking, not magnetize it, fucking uh, magnify it because of how many people are in California. They have a very thriving Second Amendment community, and it's just you know horrible uh, that they have to be subjugated to these, you know. Tyrannical laws passed by these liberal politicians uh, in California that think that they know how to control your life better than what you do, uh, and obviously the the fucking broad gun seizure laws has got to do with red flag laws. They passed you know very broad and vague red flag laws, uh, in in some sort of sense of. You know, we're going to try and regulate your sanity, basically, because that's what they think they're doing with these red flag laws is that they are protecting people against other people that might have, you know, just fucking go uh, fucking crazy uh, because of stressors in their life or situations uh, that they're going through. Uh, Or just, you know, basically, hey, I think... You know, fucking example, my fucking neighbor, Karen, that called the fire department on me because it's burning some limbs. You know, hey, I know I see him going to his truck all the time with fucking, uh, you know, guns going to the range or I see him carrying a gun to work or whatever the fuck, uh, you know. But he's pissed because I called the fire department on him because he was fucking burning some limbs in his fire pit in the backyard over my sit, you know, that I peeked through this six foot privacy fence and some shit like that, uh, you know. And I, she might, oh, well, I feel threatened because he's bitching that I called the fire department on him. You know, if I lived in California, that would be enough under these new fucking red flag laws that they can come seize my guns. You know, that crazy shit like that. Uh, you know, the American Civil Liberties Union says they actually oppose the bill, which I'll tell you, the ACLU, guys, uh, is a fucking two-headed coin because they obviously have money and manpower, you know, up there with some of the best organizations uh, that, you know, fucking go for whatever lobby or cause or whatever they do, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, the ACLU has that, you know, power and money. Uh, and they actually do fight for uh, certain causes you know, that you know, are considered right-wing causes. Uh, obviously, we hear about a lot of the causes that they support and fight for that are left-wing. Uh, but the ACLU actually opposed this, says it poses a significant threat to civil liberties. Uh, no fucking shit. Uh, because a restraining order could be sought for a gun owner because of an opportunity to dispute, uh, you know, can be sought on a gun owner before he has an opportunity to dispute this request. And that's what we've been saying all along about these red flag laws, is that it denies people their civil liberties without due process. Uh, and additionally, those making requests under this new law may lack the relationship or skills required to make an appropriate assessment. So like I said, my fucking Karen of a neighbor uh, that called the fucking fire department on me today, uh, you know, all she knows about me is from what she sees me mowing my fucking front yard or walking to and from my uh, fucking truck in my, my driveway, going to and from work, or fucking jiu jitsu, or whatever the fuck. And uh, so that's you know enough for under this law uh, for that kind of shit. Uh, the NRA and its state affiliate, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, obviously opposed to new restrictions. Uh, but you know what are they gonna do about it? You know the NRA is obviously very embattled internally. Uh, it is very financially restrained. Because of that shit, so I, honestly, it's going to be really up to the California Rifle and Pistol Association. I don't know a whole lot about them, to be honest with you. Um, I know I've donated some money. Uh, I believe it was to them a while back. Uh, you know, it's obviously it's really going to be up to organizations like the FPC, the FPF, Second Amendment Foundation, uh, also up to uh, Gun Owners, uh, Gun Owners of America, that kind of stuff. Uh, but this law comes into effect January 1st, 2020. Now, will there be some sort of stay on the inactions of these laws? Possibly. But then again, you have to deal with the Ninth Circuit out there. Uh, The Ninth Circuit uh, is obviously the most liberal circuit of the entire federal court. So, you know, are they really going to be friendly towards us? Mm, You know, uh, who knows? Uh, But kind of going along with that, uh, kind of skipping out of order here. So, pardon me because I don't have my shit Uh, fucking organized because it's printed out the Supreme Court this comes from USA Today the Supreme Court will hear gun rights case in December a temporary setback for gun control groups maybe Uh, this was posted on October 7th Uh, and obviously this is in reference to the New York City gun control regulation uh, you know where basically it made it impossible for gun owners to carry their firearms outside the home period Uh, pretty much it was written in such a way that it was damn near impossible for a gun owner to lawfully walk outside with a firearm uh... you know you know they don't issue really much fucking concealed carry permits out there uh... so but if you had a gun and you wanted to go to the range to be proficient with it uh... it damn near made it impossible for you to do so and new york city has done so much to try and uh... make this case moot they ended up repealing the law Uh, all that kind of stuff but basically the supreme court now has said fuck you guys uh... you wanted to make this a big situation we're going to make this a big situation for y'all so the supreme court is going to hear this case in december uh... this could be the biggest you know depending on how broad the supreme court takes their decision uh... and now since we have a majority of a uh... conservative court uh... it'll be interesting to see what they actually uh... you know Go in into detail on their interpretation on their decisions. Uh, You know, and I, fucking Trump. uh, You know that's a main reason why I voted for him is because I knew that we were gonna have some Supreme Court vacancies and I wanted Trump to be the one to appoint those people. And fucking the the progressive liberals that made such a huge fucking deal about Brett Kavanaugh and all his shit. Uh, I'm telling you, Kavanaugh is not going to forget that shit. And whenever it comes time to making decisions, uh, you know it's going to come back and bite them in the ass because these same progressive liberals, politicians that were raising such a stink about some shit that he did when he was a teenager, uh, are the same ones that are going to be coming before the Supreme Court to make their cases uh, against you know uh, fucking civil, your civil liberties and make cases for gun control. And all Brett Kavanaugh is going to think in the back of his mind is, I'm, I remember that motherfucker said some shit about me or wrote some shit about me during all that time and all that kind of shit. And it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. You know, it really is. So come December, that's a huge thing that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to see. You know, I can't wait to see what it says, you know, what what the Supreme Court justices say about it. Uh, I, I'm a I betting man. I'm going to bet that they're going to rule in favor of the Second Amendment uh, and strike down similar laws all across the country with shit like that. So just stay tuned for that shit. Uh, my next news article also comes from USA Today. Now this is a little bit on the absolute what the fuck side of uh, what the fuck's going on. Uh the title of this news article is felony charge for girl 13 who pointed finger guns at other students officials said this was posted on October 11th and basically a 13 year old Kansas girl she was arrested and charged with a felony after police said she made a gun like hand gesture at multiple students and now this is at a middle school in Overland Overland Park Kansas uh basically what happened was is this student uh was asked uh what you know I fucking read this article but I already done forgot uh, but this is back when I printed my shit out. Uh, but basically, some students asked her uh, who would she fucking, uh, who does she like or some shit like that in her class and that she made this little fucking suggestions, you know, with the, the pointing the gun in her hand and she was pointing at students. But then at the very end, she pointed at herself and acted like she blew her brains out and all that kind of stuff. And this is something that really pissed me off is that uh, the school resource officer was notified about it the school suggested that they didn't want to continue any further uh with any kind of you know pressing charges or whatever you know ma- making a huge deal out about it they obviously just wanted the little girl to be scared into thinking hey this shit's not cool don't do this shit anymore uh but the school resource officer uh and i believe they said it was a she so uh, you know Just kind of going off memory here because I printed it from a different news source than USA Today. I believe it was the actual local source in Kansas that I printed it from. But, you know, fucking going live. This is what I found the easiest news article quickly uh, from USA Today. But uh, the school resource officer pushed it herself that she wanted to press charges against this little girl. And now this 13-year-old girl is facing a felony fucking charge. Uh, It doesn't say what the actual charge is. Um, The charge, yeah, it doesn't say anywhere, wherever it was. Uh, But basically, she was charged... Uh, you know, with a felony, which is a big fucking deal. Even if you're 13, you know, if you're a thir- you know, if you're a juvenile and you're charged with a felony, basically it's a fucking slap on the wrist. Uh, you know, it. it- fucks you up, uh, like if you want to go to college and all that kind of shit, uh, because you know you got that shit on you. And even though it's going to be charged as a, you know on a juvenile jacket, and you know really nobody's supposed to be able to see it, uh, but obviously this is making national you know headlines, and everybody's going to know that hey, that's the girl that did you know this shit when she was thirteen in middle school. Uh, you know, fucking good example is uh you know i had some kids that i grew up with uh they were being little dumbasses in a, a old you know historical abandoned building in the town i live in uh, and they you know lit a broom so they could see it's kind of like a torch and uh, at least this is a story that they said i know it's not actually how it went down Uh, And they set this whole fucking huge gurney building on fire. And uh, this, you know, fucking fire departments from like two towns over also had to come in and help. So that way it didn't burn out whole fucking downtown uh, where I lived. And it fucked those kids up for a long time on what they could and couldn't do. Uh, So, you know, it's just fucked up that they ruined this little girl's childhood with this shit. It's bullshit. And... You know, I mean, I understand it's kind of better safe than sorry, but, you know, that's where you have this girl, you know, you, you could do a million other things besides charging with a felony, uh, you know, and instead of ruining her childhood. I understand that you want to do better safe than sorry, especially in the fucking environment we live in uh, where mass shootings are becoming a very common occurrence. And even though they hit the news and, it you know, is a huge chunk of the 24-hour news cycle whenever they do happen. Uh it's something, you know, that we just kind of gloss over because it seems like it happens so often. Uh, you know, it, it it's sad, but you know, you don't have to ruin little girl's life over it. And also it just kind of shows that, you know, the fucking PC culture we have that, you know, kids can't make a fucking hand gesture. Uh, you know, she wasn't making a th- uh, threat and saying, you know, I'm going to shoot you and and does that kind of motion, you know, you know, obviously, when you know it's clear towards the end, like when she act like she shot herself, that she was just kind of fucking around. Uh, she's thirteen, you know, like a fucking teenage girl. It's just a bullshit thing. Uh, the next thing comes from M V Times, Martha's Vineyard. Crossing guard relieved of duty, guns seized. A Korea War veteran and former Tisbury cop says actions were taken over misinterpreted conversation. This was also posted October the eleventh. Now, this old man, 84 years old, uh, his career with the Tisbury police spanned six decades, and he also served in the United States Army during the Korean War. Uh, said he's made no threats to the school, uh, but he has, has criticized the school, resource officer, the school resource officer in a conversation with a friend. He said that uh, conversation was taken out of context. Uh, so... Under, obviously, fucking red flag laws, uh, this, you know, army veteran, uh, person who is a police officer himself, and he's a crossing guard now, still serving his community, uh, you know, fucking gets all his shit seized. Uh, but basically what happened was, is this old man said he was unimpressed with the Tisbury school of police officers' alleged trips to Extra Mart to get coffee when children came to school in the morning, while dining... Uh, at this place a couple weeks ago, Nichols said he told a friend about this and suggested somebody could shoot up the school and then officer's absence, which he described as he was leaving his post. So that was the context of what was said. Uh, but a waitress made a complaint to the Tisbury police about what she overheard on the strength of that. Uh, and basically, he was relieved of obviously of his crossing guards duties and subsequently the police drove to his home and took away his firearms license and his guns. Uh, you know again a fucking busybody Karen, uh, this waitress heard this shit took it out of you know took her own initiative on what she heard and decided to fucking you know fuck up this old man's life 84 year old man fucking horse shit you know fucking Karen's of this world fucking Karens. Jesus, bullshit, red flag laws, obviously, Uh, but, you know, I'm telling you, fucking this shit is insane. Let's get on with a little bit of happier news, though, I will say. Uh, This comes from Guns.com. It was published the 4th of October, and the headline says, All-Time High, Now Over 18.6 Million Concealed Carry Permit Holders this is great news i think this is amazing because obviously it shows that people want to have their right for self-protection uh self-defense and the tools that they're using them for obviously are their second amendment god-given right of firearms uh you know this is amazing and then to keep on going with that Also from Guns.com, also published on the 4th of October. Nick's background checks on guns jumped 10% September. So now more people are purchasing firearms. To me, this should tell politicians, hey, you know, fucking the people want the right to defend themselves. The people want the right to own firearms. You know, this should be a clear fucking sign to the politicians that, hey, leave their shit alone. Uh, This is what they want. You know, just let them have it. Uh, Go after the actual criminals and not the innocent civilians that are practicing their civil liberties of owning firearms uh, and just, you know, fucking leave gun control alone. Don't add any more shit. Start rolling back some of this shit. Uh, Because the next thing goes to show, uh, this next uh, news article is also from Guns.com. It was published on the 3rd of October. It says, crime drops as numbers of AR-15s grow. Uh, and this is um this is awesome it's amazing it's got a great little uh kind of fucking graph that you can see uh you know the, it starts in 1992 uh and it kind of ends in 2016 uh, but it shows you know the total uh murder suicide rate or um, modern sporting rifles to market uh and then also showing a crime uh dropping and it's roughly around 2012 uh whenever obviously uh the huge Scare happened after Sandy Hook and uh, the Obama administration was trying to outlaw modern sporting rifles. Uh, it just shows the fucking ownership skyrocketed uh, from that point. And then, of course, going into the 2016 election where everybody thought uh, old Hillary Clinton was going to get elected. Uh, and then it shows crime kind of, you know, dropping, rising, kind of staying the same, not really going up too much but uh it doesn't go up anymore it you know fucking kind of stymies out and and, you know it just is it a correlation i don't know but you know it definitely shows that with the ownership and with the crime staying low uh it goes to show that you know guns do offer self-defense and that's where uh, you know, these politicians, I guess, will just never understand. that are going to continually push for gun control. Uh, they need to just leave shit alone. And going into another news article, this actually comes from Ammeland, Uh, And this is, says, the ATF drops 80% receiver case in California because it fears precedent. Now this is a very interesting thing because in 2014, uh, Joseph Roan had a business that dealt in firearms parts. And as that business, he facilitated the production of low receivers for AR-15 type firearms from 80% fee receivers in California. In his business, here uh, he employs would uh, whatever. In his business, his employees would set up the 80% receiver and a uh, CNC machine, and then. All it would require is that the customer then push the button and that that uh, 80% receiver will become a full functioning receiver. And now the ATF believed that this business uh, was creating uh, firearms, uh, therefore not, you know, he didn't have the proper licenses to do such. Uh, and so he was arrested in 2014. Now, uh, the interesting thing about this is that he actually got a really good fucking lawyer. And his attorney uh, basically came out and said that the ATF lo- uh, rule, or the actual law, I'm sorry, the actual law stating what the actual receiver is. Uh, let me see if I can find the actual fucking, the actual fucking uh, thing. But basically what it stated was is that the... Actual rule, and this is just going off my memory again because all my fucking notes that were highlighted and, and written out and shit like that are fucking Kapui or gone. I don't know where the fuck they are. But basically, uh, the receiver has a, in the law, has a certain set of standards of what it would have. Uh, you know, and according to the R15, you know, the way it's made, it's got an upper and lower receiver. So it's, you know, the lower receiver just controls the firing control group, uh, whereas the upper receiver controls the firing pin, the bolt, all that kind of stuff. But the ATF decides that the lower receiver is actually what is the firearm. Uh, So that was his attorney's argument in trying to say that he wasn't actually producing firearms because according to the law, uh, the law states that this is actually a firearm, and that actually does not what a AR-15 lower receiver is. So that was going to be their fucking you know case, and apparently the ATF thought it was a good enough case that they decided to leave it the fuck alone. Because uh, you know if that was the case, then because the ATF is is what considered uh, a lower receiver, you know the actual firearm part, uh, but the uh, you know according to the law that's not exactly what it is so the atf didn't want to lose i'm I'm guessing based off of their actions they didn't want to lose the ability to regulate ar-15 lower receivers so they just dropped the case now something pretty interesting in reference to this uh, is actually that guy is actually how one of the ar-15s used by the uh, I think it was like the, the, was it the San Bernardino shooters, you know, where the Muslim and his wife, uh, did that mass shooting at that, uh, business, uh, actually one of their modern sporting rifles came from this guy's business. So since then he was kind of on the ATS radar and they were just kind of looking for a reason, I think pretty much to fuck with him in reference to that. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm assuming this guy used his, you know, good judgment as a business to sell to somebody, you know, that he didn't at the time thought was a threat to anybody else. So that's why he went ahead and let this gentleman use his CNC machines uh, and all that kind of stuff. But basically, the ETF was looking for a reason to fuck with this guy because of... Uh, the San Bernardino shooter uh, from back then. All right, next article we're gonna be talking about. Uh, This is just kind of like a fun little article uh, that I wanted to just put it out there. Apex announces second open house event. Uh this is actually going to be November the 2nd. So if you live anywhere near Peoria, Arizona, I would definitely suggest that you go check this out. Uh basically they have uh shop tours, giveaways, free installs for their triggers. Uh again, this is November 2nd. So if you're anywhere in Peoria, Arizona, check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh next article is from the Farms blog. Uh, and this is something that's pretty interesting because a lot of people have shit like this and uh it's very kind of you know goes into the next uh, couple articles I want to go into, but this is uh, from uh, like I said the firearms blog, uh, and it says Amazon's basic pistol safe defeated in seconds. Now basically what this pistol safe is is if you've seen you know it's it's uh, one of those pop out safes. Uh, like I said, go check it out on the firearms blog. Amazon's pistol, Amazon basics pistol safe defeated in seconds. Um, it is just you know the the usual uh, pistol safe that looks like you can attach to like your bed and you press the numbers and then like this little thing out the front uh, pops off pops out and your handgun uh, pistol your handgun grip is is there ready for you to uh, to get now the safe is you know it's not a uh, cheap safe like you know you get from like fucking harbor freight it's hundred twelve dollars But basically, uh, it is cheap enough that it was easily defeated. Now, there's actual a video on it and uh, to show how it was opened. Now, it's not biometric; it's just a one, two, three, four numeric uh, combination safe. Uh, So, you know, definitely when you're looking for ways, because if you got small kids like I do, uh, you know, you want to make sure that your kids. First off, you want to make sure your kids know that hey. You know, this is not a toy. This is serious. You need to definitely hammer into them the uh, firearm safety rules early. And if you do that, they respect guns uh, early on. They don't play with them. But the big thing is, especially with uh, you know small kids, it's not always your kids. It's the kids that come over uh, that your kids play with. You always want to make sure that you know you keep them away from your firearms and all that kind of stuff. Just like whenever there's kids over that my kids, you know, are playing with, there's certain places that they can go, there's certain places that they can't go, Uh, you know, and the certain places that they can't go is where uh, like maybe like my firearm stuff is or like my fucking home gym or, you know, my podcast studio, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I might show in the podcast studio just because, but you know, they're only going to be in it when I'm there because you know, fucking with kids nowadays, YouTube, uh, especially gamers and stupid shit like that, they think it's pretty cool because you know this is what you know YouTubers have and all that kind of shit. But you know, it's always it's not really your kids out there. You really got to watch out for the other kids. Uh, but because of that. There is another article that I'm going into, and this is actually from Recoil. Uh, this is from their Concealment 15 issue, uh, <clears throat> and it doesn't say when this is posted, so sorry about that, but it's from Concealment 15. They really don't have uh, too many uh, you know, of those. They come out with different ones, but it just basically talks about different ways that you can store your firearms uh, besides the traditional gun safe uh talks about uh tactical walls uh talks about custom made uh fucking you know hideaway shit and all that kind of crazy stuff um, and also just actually having just like a gun room and then maybe having a safe door uh that kind of shit it, it's kind of cool uh you know there's uh, actually some articles i'll probably put on my social media so that way y'all can take a look at it. some pretty cool shit on stuff that you can build yourself uh, but you know, it's it's a little different. Now I will say about this, um, you know, working in law enforcement, I've actually seen fucking people cart off those humongous, like you know, uh, Liberty Fat Boy safes, you know, that weigh like a thousand or fifteen hundred pounds, and those motherfuckers were absolutely full of guns, and not only that, they were also bolted to the floor. So you know whether you have a traditional gun safe or you have you know your uh, you know one room that's locked up really well or whatever and you might have you know a uh, a safe door instead of like a regular door that kind of shit you know, thieves, if they have enough time. And if you're like most people, you probably are away from your house at least nine to ten hours a day when you are going to work, commuting, maybe stopping, getting some shit on your way home from work, that kind of stuff. So if they know to start, like after you've been gone for two or three hours, they probably know that they have at least four to five hours after that to, to you know rifle through your shit and break in and especially if you have like a, a big privacy fence like me you know uh, normally I'm, well I'm working on my jeep right now but normally it's pretty fucking clear so if somebody wanted to and of course the, the gate to the, the Fucking privacy fence in my backyard isn't, you know, fucking humongously secure. They could easily break into it. They could drive a fucking truck in the backyard and nobody could see it because the privacy fence. And so that gives them fucking four or five hours, you know, to go through my house and get whatever shit they want. They could easily pick up my safe and load it on there, even though it's bolted and all that kind of shit. Thieves are going to be fucking, you know, creative on how they find their shit. So, you know, Besides just the normal uh, gun safe like that, you know if you just have a room where shit's hanging on your wall uh, or you have like you know in the south where I'm from everybody's got those fucking decorative uh, gun cabinets with the uh, glass you know in the front and all that kind of stuff and it's just got like the cheap ass fucking little lock on the front uh, you know that shit is going to be easy to defeat. Uh, so definitely y'all you know that shit you got to watch out for. Uh, but yeah, so you know eh, you know it's kind of one of those things. Uh, concealment is the best the best thing I can say on trying to defeat you know some sort of thieves. Um, I've seen numerous cool things to where it makes it looks like doors are actually bookshelves uh, and that would probably be the best thing to help protect your shit uh, because if the, the thief is obviously looking for shit they can see right away, but if they don't know what they're looking at, that's probably the best way to protect your protect your stuff. Um, and going into the the last serious uh, interesting thing, and this comes from GAT Daily. This is posted on the tenth, um, and the actual headline is Modern Marijuana Law, Modern Marijuana Laws and Firearms. <clears throat> Now, a Maine man is challenging the law that's barred him from having a gun because of marijuana possession. Obviously, because Maine has state laws allowing them to have uh, mar- marijuana, either for medicinal or recreational use. I'm not sure what they're uh, up to uh, up on that. Uh, but, you know, in July 2018, he was pulled over by a Maine uh, police trooper, uh, and he was issued a... Uh, it was over a traffic uh, infraction, but he was found with five and a half ounces of marijuana, five thousand dollars cash, and two and two handguns in his car. It's a lot of money and a lot of lot of dope for you know just some dude, but whatever. But because of this, uh, he was uh, found uh, guilty of having uh, you know guns and marijuana because doesn't matter what your state law is, obviously federally, marijuana is still illegal. Uh, And because of that, he was charged federally uh, and he had to pay a fine for which he refused. Uh, So he's basically challenging the law. Now this is, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see where this case goes because obviously if you go to a 4473, it states, are you an unlawful user or is are you addicted to any controlled substance and as a result prohibited from possession of a firearm under federal law? Uh, and, of course, if you are a recreational or medicinal marijuana user, uh, you have to, you know, obviously that's a no because you are, uh, I'm sorry, yes, because, you know, it is under federal law still illegal. But if you're in a state, uh, you know, You obviously, especially for medicinal reasons, which is kind of crazy because even in Alabama, we do have a very mild, you know, weak form of medicinal marijuana Uh, you know it's very interesting if you look where medicinal marijuana is alabama's obviously not even in the picture because our law is so weak and retarded uh, because uh, it's got to be in a pill form and it can only be from one lab in the entire state and all that kind of stuff uh, but basically, a bunch of state legislatures were guilt-tripped into passing this law because it was the only beneficial way for a little girl that had a disease uh, to seek some sort of treatment uh, for the symptoms she was having from her disease. So they passed this law. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that I think this—it is definitely a law where it wouldn't be just gun owners fighting it. It would be also uh, cannabis users, uh, especially with cannabis becoming so popular, uh, not only just medicinally but recreationally throughout the entire country. Uh, It just kind of blows my mind yet that a cannabis and gun rights organization hasn't come together In order to overturn, you know, this, regardless of what you think about marijuana, this is a gun control law. And I believe all gun control laws are an infringement on your civil liberties. And this is exactly what this is. Because, you know, I'm a veteran and, uh, you know, I know plenty of veterans that use uh, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you may call it, uh, as some sort of medicine for whatever ailment they have. Whether it be PTSD, pain, sleep, whatever the fuck. Uh, a lot of them use it and you know it's crazy because they're risking their VA benefits their disability whatever it is uh, by using a plant uh, marijuana Uh, you know that they sometimes get it you know through licensed shops in their states uh, or they have to get it illegally because uh, you know even for medicinal reasons uh, you know cannabis is illegal it it just blows my mind you know that especially as some of the newer kind of hip more progressive organizations hasn't come together like the FPC uh, or the FPF you know those are the the two I think kind of Cool, I guess younger type organizations that are gun control or gun rights organizations, uh, haven't come together with, a, a cannabis or marijuana, uh, advocacy, right organization to try and, and get that overturned. Uh, I just think that's insane to me. That's such an opportunity that's wasted by us gun or gun owners, uh, that they don't try and do that. Uh, it's cause like I said, that is a gun control law. Um, If it is your state, and not only that, I'm a humongous proponent of states should handle, you know, shit that isn't explicitly outlined in the Constitution by the federal government. They should handle it themselves. Uh, You know, so it's, you know, you know, fucking a state's rights issue, if that's what you want to say. Uh, You know, a lot of times you throw those words around, it has a lot more... You know, equivocation to other things for people than what I'm talking about, but I'm strictly talking about this right here in today's situation. You know, this is where gun owners and gun rights organizations are really dropping the ball. And I definitely think that gun rights organizations like the FPC or the FPF need to come out there and talk about this because, you know, within another five to ten years, the majority, uh, I'd probably say maybe. Definitely two thirds, if not three fourths, of the country uh, are going to have, uh, you know, full medicinal use of marijuana, uh, and probably over half of the country is going to probably have recreational marijuana, if not close to half of the country. Uh, so why is the federal government uh, still doing their thing? You know, you allowed CBD and hemp, uh, you know, but they're still regulating marijuana, uh, but you, you know, not really fighting. All of these states, you know, going after them for all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yet, still, as us gun owners, we're still left thinking, you know, hey, can we, you know, use this? You know, I'm just saying, you know, whatever not even fucking talking about recreational, but I use this for my medicinal reasons, because of my PTSD, because of my sleeping, or because I have cancer and I have problem eating, so marijuana really helps me out with that, or I have severe anxiety or depression, uh, and having an edible helps me out with that, Uh, but, you know, I still want to have the right to defend myself. I still enjoy uh, the shooting sports, uh, you know, but they have that option of, you know, either having their firearms taken away and being denied their civil liberty you know i i've been going down this you know a long time going down this fucking crazy road uh so let's go ahead and start wrapping that up let me last article i just want to talk about just because i thought it was pretty interesting uh this comes from ballistic it was 10 uh, of the best custom gunsmiths you might not have heard about and this is actually from mike bandor and so I'm just going to kind of go through this list pretty quick, uh, just because I think this is pretty damn cool. Uh, looking at some of the work on this article uh, and kind of going for what they're known for. Uh, the first one is American Precision Arms. This is actually in Jefferson, Georgia. Uh, they're known for its uh, Paragon hunting rifles. Pretty cool looking uh, PRS uh, rifle that they have there. The next one is Match Armor Shop. They're out of Springfield, Colorado. They specialize in M1A competition and hunting rifles. That would be pretty cool, seeing a cool M1A. Uh, Next one is Priest Precision. This is out of South Weber, Utah. Uh, They're definitely known for their PRS rifles. Looks pretty badass on the the one example they have there. Next one is Saltzman Gunsworks. This is out of Tipton, Indiana. Uh, They're known for their tactical and competition rifles. Sawtooth Rifles. Pretty badass name out of Lacey, Washington. Uh, They're known for their PRS, ELR, and hunting rifles. Ski rifles. Hmm, shocker. I wonder what they're known for. Uh, Pennington, Indiana. They're best known for their bench rest, hunting, and long-range rifles. Pretty fucking crazy blue on the picture that they have for them. Snowy Mountain Rifles. They're out of Missoula, uh, Montana. They specialize in long-range hunting and tactical rifles. Spartan Precision Rifles. Uh, These people are out of San Jose, California. Best known for its F-Class, Benchrest, and PRS rifles. Stewart rifles. They're best known for their tactical and hunting rifles. Walker Custom Rifles out of Culpeper, Virginia. Match hunting and tactical rifles. And that's it. All right. I appreciate you all listening to me on this part. Let's go ahead and start getting into the next part of our podcast, which is going to be the firearms uh, gear news and reviews. All right, the first bit of gear that we're going to be talking about, actually no really reviews, just kind of news of new shit coming out. Uh first gear comes uh from Gat Daily. It says the Triggon RMR Type 2. Uh it's new RMR that Triggon has come out with. Uh pretty interesting, but basically uh what it's uh type of the 2 is is that uh it's just a new feature that they come out with. Uh you know, a little bit different. Makes it a little bit cheaper. Uh, well, I'm sorry, not cheaper. Uh, just basically upgrade on their their old fucking uh, RMR. Uh, you know, different kind of lens, all that kind of shit. And you know, if if you're a Trigicon fanboy, it doesn't matter if it's Type One, Type Two. Nah, I think you're regardlessly so you're gonna get the Trigicon uh, because you got the fucking kind of cash to flex on the pores and that kind of shit. Uh, but it gives you better field of view. Uh, but you can go check that out. Eh, don't really care too much about it. Uh, something else that you know came out that to me actually looks pretty damn interesting because I've been looking at different compensators uh, and this is a strike industries mass driver Uh, it's a forward-moving pistol compensator design now this is pretty interesting uh, because this compensator uh, it has released for uh, Gen 3 Glocks uh, and what's cool about it is it actually kind of uh, pulls your pistol forward While it was, you know, while the fucking projectile is coming out. So instead of, you know, all the gases and shit like that being released up, it kind of pushes the pistol forward, uh, reducing some of that recoil. You know, and also letting only, I think, you know, definitely kind of like with with compensators, uh, I. You know, kind of like gotta like the look of it because some compensators are just ugly as fucking sin, uh, and some compensators you know look pretty badass. And this is definitely kind of like in the class of badass. Uh, and something else that I like about it is that it's not fucking too hefty on the price. Uh, the compensator is listed on their website as eighty nine ninety nine, and so not only with that do you get the compensator, you also get a uh, new uh, guide rod and uh, spring because. Of how it since it's a you know forward moving compensator, uh, you know you got to have the new guide rod and spring. So that's something that's actually pretty cool. I'm actually saving that shit because I would like to fucking try it out. Uh, this next thing out and this is I don't know this is a little odd, um, but this comes from the firearms blog, uh, and its you know the title is uh, Erevons Blue Innovative Italian Indoor Training Rounds, uh, and this almost looks like a sim round because. Um, right below where the bullet is seated uh, the case is kind of pinched inwards uh, but then it goes back out to the normal diameter closer towards the primer Uh, so i guess it uses like less powder Uh, so again you know because of this um, because you know it's mainly for indoors uh, you're looking at uh, less noise, less lead in the air because obviously with indoor uh, ranges, that is a humongous concern uh, because, you know, there is so much, you know, bullets and lead going out. And plus, uh, you know, shit coming from the uh, the fucking smoke from the actual cartridge going off and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's kind of the whole point of it there. But interesting, interesting shit. Uh, something else that came out that I thought was pretty cool: uh, Smith and Wesson MP 2 subcompact. Uh, I'm just fucking loving how the concealed carry market is just fucking getting blown up. Uh, I'm a huge fan of innovation and new shit coming out. Uh, I love how uh, you know every time there's a, a new gun coming out. You know, it seems like it makes these other companies say, "Oh shit!" You know, we got to come out with our own version, which therefore gives the consumer more options. Uh, and plus, I'm also a humongous fan of the ergonomics of Smith and Wessons. I have humongous fucking paws uh, for hands. You know, being six five, I got matching hands that are fucking humongous. So uh, you know, the ergonomics of the Smith and Wesson M&P uh, are fucking awesome for me. Uh, so, you know, I'm pretty interested to see what that, you know, looks like once I'm able to get my hands on one, take it to the range, see how it goes. Uh, another thing that's come out is Brunel launches Wrenchman AR 15 handguards. These are pretty nice looking handguards. Brunel's, you know, one of the major uh, retailers for online or online uh, gun parts and gun, uh, you know, Guns, gun parts, basically everything to do with gun-related shit. Brownells uh, is one of the big ones. Uh, you know, Brownells, Midway USA. Those are obviously the two huge online companies that I think of when I think about online guns uh, stores. Basically, uh, but they've launched its own Wrenchman series of AR-15 handguards. It's a pretty nice-looking handguard. Uh, it's obviously it's m Uh It's not you know too big. Um, it's got the full rail up top, uh, and also the price isn't too bad. Uh, starting out for a ten and a half inch handguard, you're looking at one twenty five retail, uh, and then for the full size fifteen inch, uh, you get to one fifty five ninety nine, and then they have them all in between. They have a twelve point six five, they have fifteen inch, uh, that kind of stuff, uh, and you know. But those the the fifteen inch for one fifty five, that's for the precision handguard. They also have fifteen inch just regular uh, for one forty ninety nine. Uh, so you know they got different. You know options and then not only that, you know, Brian else is always having si- uh, sales on their site and all that kind of stuff If you sign up for their uh, emails and all that kind of shit, you'll get, you know, definitely you'll get shit for sales coming out So uh, definitely check that out uh, I'm definitely, you know, I'm building some AR-15s and I'm looking for, you know, a good handrail. that's not going to break the bank, uh, you know, because I'm not looking to have some sort of Gucci gun. I'm just looking for something practical, but I also want to have parts on there that aren't going to fucking break on me. Uh, you know, my first serious range trip. And if uh, Brian L's is launching this, you know, Brian Ells, they stand by their products as well. So if uh you know Brannos is launching this then it's probably a good one. And the last thing uh that we're going to be talking about here on the products uh gear news is uh Six Hour shows off their new Romeo 1 Pro red dot sight. Uh you know, I am a huge fan of Sig. I like a lot of their optics that they're coming out with. I loved it when they came out with their own uh, optics line. Uh, and I'm looking at getting a uh, red dot myself for my pistol and I've been looking at a ride or sig. Uh, Rydon you know came out with a, a new red dot that I talked about a few episodes back. Uh, and now since they, sig has come out with this, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know they have a, it's available in a three or six MOA. Uh, it's got you know with a dozen brightness settings, uh, 10 day two night vision uh, settings. Uh, it's got a twenty thousand uh, hour battery life. It's also housed in uh, aircraft grade aluminum with a steel protective shroud over the actual lens part itself. Something else that's really nice is that it comes either in black or FDE. So if you like or OCD and you you have an FDE, FDE gun and you want all your fucking uh, colors to match. Something also that I personally why I like the Sig and the Riton, uh... is that the actual back of the uh, site itself has a little notch that acts like a fucking rear sight and then also what's cool about it is on this uh, SIG uh, the Romeo Pro 2 or Romeo 1 Pro or whatever the fuck it, I'm saying it is um, Romeo 1 Pro it's got two dots in the back that looks like they're night sights that you know also give you that fucking uh, three dot sight alignment that kind of deal uh, so uh, it's should the current Sig Sauer handguns with a pro slide cut? Uh, they include the P320 X5 Legion, the P320 M17, P320 X Full, P320 X Carry, P320 X Compact, and the P320 x VTAC. So those are the ones that actually already cut for the type of uh, you know cut that it is. Uh, now the MSRP on this, are you ready uh, for black? Is five nineteen ninety nine. And for FDE, it's five forty-nine ninety-nine. Now you'll probably get that closer to around maybe four four fifty, but still you're looking at almost like fucking trigon prices, and that's a little little fucking insane if you ask me. Um, you know, considering uh, how with red dot sights, you know, the testing, the torture testing being done on these red dot sights. Uh, Trigicon, because of their patent on kind of how their hood shaped is, Uh, they're the only ones that are rated for a drop. uh, Any of these other red dots, and you know, that's something I would like to see if somebody gets their hands on one of these uh, to see how it is uh, drop, you know, rating with this new steel shroud that supposedly it has. uh, If the actual glass itself will hold up, uh, you know, it doesn't say anything like that, but. That's the gear news and reviews. Let's go ahead and start getting into our culture segment. Regulators, It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so i could get some phones rolling in my ride chilling all alone just hit the east side of the lbc on a mission trying to find mr warren g seen a couple full of girls ain't no need to tweak all of you search know what's up with 213 so I hooks lap left on 21 and lewis some brother shooting dice. So I... all right in the culture segment since it is october And Halloween is my top three favorite holidays. Uh, Fucking Halloween, 4th of July, and Christmas. And I have been gearing up for fucking Halloween and been watching all the horror movies starting October 1st. We're going to be talking about a horror movie. And we're going to be talking about Dawn of the Dead. Because what is not a fucking great horror movie uh, and gun movie when you add zombies to that motherfucker. So obviously, Dawn of the Dead is the 2000 remake of the 1987 George Ramiro horror classic of the same name. Uh, and there's a lot of fucking good, um, a lot of fucking good guns in this. Uh, you have, of course, uh, Beretta 92s, Beretta 92s out the motherfucking yin yang. Uh, you had uh, Andre uh, who had his pregnant girlfriend there. He had that nickel plated. Uh, Bren 92. Of course, there was a regular Bren 92 in there, and that was actually in the gun store where they were kind of looting shit and getting ready for the zombies. Uh, there was a Bren 92 in there. Also, same thing, but there was a Glock 21 that the fucking security guard with the Fu Manchu got. Uh, he picked that Glock 21 up from the gun store and used it uh, for uh, his protection against the undead. You had a HKUSP, which Andy, who was in the gun store across the road, across from the fucking mall, uh, that they were talking with using signs, uh, he had a HKUSP. Something else kind of cool in the very beginning, you had an M1911A1, uh, which is one of Anna's neighbors uh, seen using it and threatening to stay the fuck back because they were scared of you know being infected. Uh, you also had a Sig P two two nine, which is again was in the gun store that you saw one of the survivors pick up and use to defend themselves. A lot of revolvers in this as well too. There was a Smith and Wesson Model twenty seven. Uh, now this is one of the kind of the standard guns that the security guards had uh, from the mall. Again, same thing. You had a Smith and Smith and fucking. It's getting late into the evening, and my speech is getting fucking impaired. But you had a Smith and Wesson Model thirteen. Bart, one of the security guards, is seen having that little baby. You had a Smith and Wesson Model sixty six snub nose, which Norma, the old lady in the group, uh, she had on her, uh, and she was seen using that bad boy. Uh, You also had. Uh, a, a lot of shotguns in there now this was kinda interesting to me because there's a lot of whole fucking switcheroo that I don't know how they did uh, but Kenneth the cop in there who's played by Ving Rhames, uh he had a police issue Remington model 870 but he also had the surefire surefire flashlight attachment to the foregrip uh, which is pretty cool I remember seeing that in there but now this is kinda where it got tricky and I guess I didn't really notice this shit in there but he switches shotguns several times and this is something and of course my sources is imfdb.org uh but he switched to a you know i guess that it seems like they're trying to to pass it on as the same thing uh because uh, he had then switched to a remington 870 express tactical uh still had that surefire flashlight combination but in the uh, first part where he had the remington 870 police magnum it had the woodstock uh, and then when he expressed to the uh, when he went to the Express Tactical, it had the synthetic stock. And then again later on, yet again, uh, it went to a customized Remington 870, uh, which he had the mag extension and the ghost-ringing sights on top of it. Uh, but you know, you don't really see him, you know, swapping around. Uh, changing it, so I guess they were trying to. They just, you know, fucking Ving Rhames went in there and says, "Oh, I'm gonna use this bitch today," uh, and they didn't really say nothing about it because they didn't really care or notice. Uh, next gun was a Mossberg 500 Cruiser uh... Tucker, uh, kind of the trucker guy with the trucker hat who was hanging out with Norma. Uh, he had that, and then you had a uh, Frank, uh, and again, I'm Frankie Pa8. Uh, this was also in the gun store, and then you had. Uh, CJ, one of these security guards, he ended up picking it up and was using it. You also had a Winchester Model 70. Uh, Andy, the gun store owner across the way from the mall, you see him in this. Uh, he is using it to pick off zombies in the parking lot uh, when they're playing a little game of kind of like guess who on who you can grab. Uh, then you also have uh, HK MP5A2. Uh, Of course, Andy, uh, the gun store owner, he was seen uh, using this, or holding it. He wasn't really using it. Uh, He was seen uh, holding it in uh, his videos. Uh, Then you also had a Sig Sauer SSG 300. Uh, And again, you really don't see uh, Andy using this, but you see Andy having it in his videos. Uh, But that's going to be it. And like I said, I fucking love Halloween. Uh, So I'm going to be doing another Uh, Halloween uh, type movie next month if you have any suggestions reach out to me uh, and we'll go over it but let's go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up Right, guys again i want to greatly appreciate uh, you guys listening to another episode of the 2a lifestyle uh, if you haven't already like i said hit that subscribe uh, button and leave us reviews so that way it's easier for new people to find our podcast when they're looking for gun related podcasts. also go check out our social media we are on facebook as 2a lifestyle the number 2a lifestyle and on instagram 2 spelled out so 2 spelled out a lifestyle uh, and then also Go ahead. We have a Patreon. If you feel like you like the show, go ahead. Throw us a dollar. Uh, you know that's as little as you can give. I mean, as a, as a dollar. I'm not you know saying you have to give five dollars. Just throw us a dollar. Uh, you know it can either be one time thing. Just cancel it after that one dollar, or you can decide to give us a dollar every month. Uh, it is going to pay for the bandwidth of this podcast. It is going to purchase some equipment so that way we can have a video stream, a uh, video podcast, start doing some videos, get our, on YouTube. Uh, and then also, uh, it, like I said, anything after that is going straight back to the listeners and the followers on social media. Uh, we're going to be buying you know, gear for reviews and anything that we buy, we're going to be giving back to y'all in giveaways. Uh, and then also... You know, I want to greatly appreciate you listening out. You can reach out to me at uh, the number 2A lifestyle at mail.com. Uh, you know, and I didn't really go into it in this podcast because I'm kind of waiting. We're going to have a special guest, uh, Ash Hess from Quantified Performance, LLC. Uh, we, I was at the arena. Uh, arena training facility uh, this past weekend where quantified performance had a match going on Uh, I kind of want to talk about it whenever he's on the podcast so uh, you know I didn't really go into it this much on the podcast so I'm going to kind of wait until he comes in so we I can kind of give my thoughts on it Uh, he can tell us about what it's uh, you know what it takes to to put on you know, that big of a, a match because it was a big match there's probably if I had to guess I'd say there's around like 70 to 80 shooters uh, and they were from all over the country uh, you know descending down in Georgia uh, you can go check out pictures of that uh, on my Facebook page and Instagram as well also you can check out the sponsors of that uh, match there was some pretty badass products out there uh, I'm going to try and reach out to some of them see maybe if I can get them on the podcast uh, interviewed uh, see maybe if they'd be willing to send some stuff for review Uh, And, you know, if they say I can keep it, I'm going to be giving it away to you guys, the listeners. Uh, So that would be awesome go ahead and check that out on our social media. Uh, and again I want to greatly appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of 2A lifestyle and until then just keep up with that 2A lifestyle and fucking enjoy it. Is a big shrug. A with, that's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. If it diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip up the dog and give a big shove. This rhythm real if it's like a snug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove.